At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Let the madness begin. The field of 68 has been unveiled for the NCAA tournament. And let's push that aside and we'll talk about Tom Brady returning to the Tampa Bay Bucks. We will get into Tom Brady. Of course, that's a big football story, but the big news of the day is the field of 68. The playing rounds will begin in Dayton on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we'll have the first and uh, first round action Thursday, Friday, second round Saturday, Sunday. Tournament back to the way it's supposed to be, which is what we all want to see. Your number one seeds, Gonzaga is the number one overall seed in the tournament. And Arizona is a one seed. And then the two Big 12 teams, Kansas and Baylor. And I was very curious what the committee would do with Baylor. Uh, I felt they would be on the one line. I also felt that maybe the committee would consider the injury concern moving forward. And the fact that they did not win their conference tournament to go on and say, all right, well, maybe somebody else slides in there. But no, Uh, Baylor's resume, very good. What is it, like 15 quad one wins, something like that? They absolutely deserve to be on the one line. So that's where they are. Kansas also on the one line and then you take a look at your two seeds and i think this is where the tournament gets interesting auburn a two seed duke a two seed kentucky and villanova nova wins the big east they finish the season strong this is a senior-led team with colin gillespie and uh they are absolutely primed to make a deep run in this tournament. And you guys know I've been talking about this team for a while now. And I really was hoping that the draw would work in their favor. And that they would be in the East region. Because the East region is in Philadelphia. And by being in Philadelphia, Nova would have the incredible opportunity of playing in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight on their pseudo-home floor in the Wells Fargo Center. But that's not the case. 
They were put into the South region alongside the number one seed, Arizona. So if those two teams match up, should be an absolute incredible game. Taking a look now at uh, some of the interesting three seeds, Purdue, Tennessee, Texas Tech, and Wisconsin. Your four seeds, Arkansas, Illinois, Providence, and UCLA. And then the five seeds, the dreaded five seeds, where we always talk about the cliches when it comes to March. There are several cliches with the NCAA tournament. The first cliche that comes to my mind is upsets early, chalk late. That's what everyone always says, right? You pick upsets early in the tournament, first and second round, and then you pick chalk late as you get into the Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final Four, tall chalk. And then the most famous one of all, a 12 always beats a 5, right? That is the cliche when it comes to the big dance. So the five seeds that should be on upset alert in those 12-5 matchups UConn, Houston, Iowa, and St. Mary's. Those are your five seeds. And the teams that they will play against in those 12-5 matchups, the 12 seeds are, and and some of these are actually play-in game participants, so we'll throw in all of these teams. Indiana, New Mexico State, Richmond, UAB, Wyoming, uh, all have a case there of being a 12 seed in the big dance. Your 12-5 matchups, because this is what we all want to look at, right? 12-5 matchups. In the South region, UAB against Houston. In the Midwest, we have Richmond against Iowa. In the West, it is New Mexico State against UConn. And in the East, it is the playing winner of Wyoming and Indiana against St. Mary's. Those are your 12-5 matchups. Let's welcome in our college hoops expert, the man they call hoops, Greg Peterson. Greg, when it comes to tournament cliches, none more popular than the 12 always beats a 5. So when taking a look at these 12 seeds, who is your favorite to pull an upset over a 5? I think the one is to be determined because whoever oh. winds up winning in Wyoming versus Indiana, I think that they're going to wind up getting the job done against the St. Mary's team that I mean, St. Mary's has been relatively solid this year, but I think that they're going to have their, a tough time regardless of who the matchup is, because with Wyoming, you've got the six foot seven point guard and Hunter Maldonado who has all that versatility, does a great job of being able to run the show for Wyoming. And then you've got Graham EK down those able to give you nine rebounds per game. And then if it winds up being Indiana, Xavier Johnson has been able to play much better for this team, but they would give a little bit more with regards to the backcourt of this team. And then from there, you wind up having Trace Jackson Davis, who's able to give you two and a half blocks per game. But then on top of that, Race Thompson, seven rebounds per game. I think that St. Mary's is going to have a little bit of a tough time there. St. Mary's a team that they do a good job of being able to slow things down. But both of these teams in Indiana, Wyoming, they feel right at home in a slow game. So I like whoever winds up coming out of that 12 seed playing game matchup to be able to pull an upset. So there have been 51 upsets by 12 seeds since the tournament field expanded in 1985. The lower seed, 51 and 93, 
Uh, that's a 35.42 winning percentage. But what I've noticed, and I'm sure you've noticed as well, Greg, is that over the past several years, it's actually been the 413s or that have actually been some upsets more so than the, than the 512s. We have seen some 413 upsets. Uh, if you look at those matchups, who should be on alert in the 413 matchup? How about if I wind up giving you two of them? Whoa, the first one is okay. South Dakota State. <laughs> South Dakota State, they shoot 45% from three-point range, actually north of 45% from three-point range. You have one other team that shoots at least 40% from three-point range, and that would be the Raiders of Colgate. So they are absolutely tremendous with that regard. Baylor Shireman, 16 points, eight fours. He's able to give you right around four and a half assists per game. Douglas Wilson, who was a Summit League Player of the Year two years ago, is arguably the third-best player on the team right now. So South Dakota State, they've got all the goods now. They're a team that they lack a little bit on defense, but you take a look at this Providence team and what do they really do great? It's a team that with regards to points scored and points allowed on a per possession basis, they both leave a little bit of something to be desired. They've had to pull out close game after close game, so they certainly do have their deficiencies there. I do think that this is a Providence team which things are starting to catch up with them a little bit more with that regard. Jared Bynum, who wound up shooting 17% from three-point range last year, shot 44% this season. Regression is starting to come in for Providence. I think that's going to happen against a Jackrabbit team that led all of college basketball and points scored on a per-possession basis. And then the other one, the mocks of Chattanooga going up against Illinois. Just an absolutely startling fact when you wind up having Andre Carbello out there on the floor for Illinois. This is from Cooper Watson of Busting Brackets. Illinois, when Andre Carbello plays at least 20 minutes, they are three and six straight up. Not against the spread, straight up. When he winds up playing more than 20 minutes, six and two when he winds up playing 20 minutes or fewer, and 13 and one when he doesn't play a single minute. With Andre Grabella out there on the floor, Illinois is very vulnerable. And then you got Malachi Smith versus Chattanooga team. Not just one of the best players in a mid-major program, one of the best players in all of college basketball. A guy that's able to give you 20 and a half points, six boards, shoots 40% from three-point range. And then you got Silvio DeSosa. If that name sounds familiar, he's a guy from Kansas a few years ago holding up the chair in that fight <laughs> that they want to have against Kansas State. And he's been great for the team. He's been able to give them seven rebounds. He has a in the lifting of the chairs and everything yeah. like that. So he's been absolutely great. The David G. Baptiste, he's the guy that wanted hitting that shot that lifted Chattanooga over Furman just to mm. be able to get in this spot. It's an Illinois team that I've got my question marks with their defense outside the top 80 with regards to points a lot on a per possession basis. So I look at those two 13 seeds and I think that they can both pull an upset. When we talk about recent history of the uh, 13 seeds against the four, happened twice in 2018, once in 2019. We obviously didn't have the 2020 year. Last season, twice. So over the past uh, three. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. 
In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Three tournaments, we have one, two, three, four, five. 14 seeds beating a 13 seeds, excuse me, beating a four seed amongst the number one seeds, Greg, uh, which is your favorite to make a final four run? Kansas. I think that things really set up well for them. You got the three seed of Wisconsin who when Johnny Davis is not hundred percent, they barely look like an NCAA tournament team An Auburn team that has not been able to play well outside of the state of Alabama. Now, if they do wind up drawing Seton Hall in the round of 32, I do think that that could be a little bit difficult. I mean, they do have a game in the round of 32, or actually, I believe that that would be the San Diego State game that they'd be drawing. San Diego State, one of the best defensive teams in all of college basketball. That is going to be a little bit of a tough draw for them, but legitimately, that round of 32 game might be the toughest that they wind up going up against in the entire tournament. Now, Iowa is a team that's able to provide a little bit of resistance as well, but Iowa, they really don't provide a lot of defense as well. So I take a look at Kansas and I thought that they got a very favorable draw in this one. So my process of filling out a bracket is as soon as the bracket's released, I fill it out with my gut. I don't do any analysis, no research, no nothing, Greg, just with my gut, just fill it out. And then I relook at my gut bracket after I talk to people like you and go through the motions of the research and whatnot. And in my gut bracket, Kansas to the final four. Love it. He is Greg Peterson. We will continue breaking down the brackets coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. VSIN, the sports betting network. Need more college basketball insight? Check out the podcast Coast to Coast Hoops. Greg Hoops Peterson will look at every major and minor college basketball game on the upcoming schedule and everyone's major now in the NCAA tournament. But yes, there's still the NIT and other games to be played. And Greg's going to find all the betting opportunities because he has an opinion on every single college hoops game of the season. And on this podcast, he provides his unique insights and looks for those games that have a solid betting opportunity. So download Coast to Coast Hoops now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, catch up on every single vcin show as well. Greg Hoops Peterson joins me, Scott Seidenberg, here on the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. And Greg, when it comes to the NCAA tournament, I always look for two important factors when handicapping games or filling out my bracket. I love senior laden teams or just teams that have a boatload of returning minutes from a season ago. I also look at teams that are tops in the nation in three point percentage. Because if you're trading twos for threes, you're winning games because you're making more threes. How important are those two factors to you when handicapping tournament games? 
I think when it comes to three-point shooting percentage, it really depends on the opponent because there are some teams like, for instance, Houston, that just lock you up from the arc. I think that if you wind up facing off against a team like that, I throw it out a little bit more. I think that senior leadership is very, very important. I take a look at a team like a Villanova and having all those guys returning, having a fifth-year point guard. And on top of that, you mentioned leadership. Having guys that are point guards that have been in these spots before, I think is absolutely massive because if you have a two-point game, ball in the guy's hands, final possession, who do you want the ball in a freshman's hands or a guy like a Colin Gillespie? Mm -hmm. I think that is something that is very important to take a look at. So to expand upon your look at experience, I think it's big, but especially experience out there in the backcourt is something that you want to take a look at. Going back to my gut bracket, Greg. O'Shea Ogbaji. Villanova, final four. Gut bracket. Again, hey, I'm just saying, the gut, the big gut over here has picked two of the final four teams that uh, you actually said are going to have good runs. I didn't say you picked them to the final four, but you like Kansas to be successful. You like Villanova to be successful. I got them in the final four, Greg. Uh, I like it. But (laughs) we'll see where I land come Thursday. But for now, this is what the gut is saying. Uh, I did look at the teams that had over 80% returning minutes from a season ago, and I made a list of them. And I also made a list of those top three-point shooting teams. There are four teams, Greg, that actually cross over and satisfy both categories. Top 10 in the nation in three-point shooting and over 80% returning minutes from last season. Jacksonville State, South Dakota State, Purdue, and Colgate. Any of those four you like for a potential upset or in Purdue's case, they're laying a big number against Yale? Ironically enough, in the case of the three underdogs, I'm taking the points with all three of them. And Purdue, I want to making an 18 and a half point favorite because, (laughs) well, for Purdue, I recognize that they've played absolutely no defense whatsoever. I felt like Yale should have probably been at 16 seed. You take a look at Yale. You've got one guy in Azir Swain. He's able to give you right around 17 and a half points per contest. They don't have a single guy that gives you more than five rebounds per game. You have to go up against Travion Williams and Zach Eady, two of the yeah. giants of the face of planet Earth. That is not going to go well for Yale, in my opinion. So I feel like Yale, they should feel very fortunate that they were gifted a 14 seed. They're going to be properly bludgeoned by this Purdue team. And Purdue, I mean, you take a look at them. They've got out of their top five guys that have made at least one three-pointer. So that takes Zach Eady out of the fold. Four of them shoot at least 39% from three-pointers. So it's not just one or two guys. It's all a bunch of them. With Jacksonville State playing against an Auburn team that just has not been the same away from Alabama, that is going to be a little bit more favorable to them. Now, I just can't get behind taking Jacksonville State on the money line because they turned <laughs> off 20 times for contest. That would be very, very bold. But, hey, Ray Harper is actually a relatively solid coach. I've liked his work ever since he was at Western Kentucky. So, I mean, I can get behind that. I can get behind South Dakota State. As I like them outright in the 13 seed up today that we were mentioning in the last segment as well. I think that you want to mention one other team, Colgate, I would like to say. And with Colgate, I would probably be looking at them outright in my bracket if it weren't for the fact that this game is in Wisconsin. It's pretty mm. much a pseudo home game for Wisconsin. It's at the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. I am someone that I am born and raised in the state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin fans are going to be out in droves. There's going to be a lot of red in the sands, and it's not going to be for our good friends, the Colgate Raiders, who they're going to keep it minty fresh. I like them to be able to cover in this spot, and 
You've seen that number drop quite a bit. I wound up saying my number at six. This wound up opening up a lot of places at eight. And I fully agree with the line move that we are seeing right now. But I think that Colgate hangs in there. Can't get behind them outright, though. For those who missed the pun there, Greg said that Colgate was going to keep it minty fresh. Yes. That is why he is the best when it comes to college hoops analysis. No one else gives you puns like that. Uh, Greg, looking at the play-in games, uh, and let's forget about the 16 seeds here. Let's just talk about the the 12 seed uh, matchup, which we talked about briefly, which was Wyoming, Indiana, and then the 11 seed play-in game, Rutgers against Notre Dame. Which of those four, I'm not going to ask you to pick those games just yet. We'll break down those games more uh, later on in the week as we get, obviously, uh, Monday night we'll preview the Tuesday games, Tuesday night we'll preview the Wednesday games. But if Wyoming wins, or if Indiana wins, or if Rutgers wins, or if Notre Dame wins, which of those four teams is capable of winning a, a game in the first round or even two games to get to the Sweet 16? I think it's either the Wyoming or Indiana winner just because I think Rutgers or Notre Dame, even though Alabama has been sporadic all season long, I really don't care for either of those teams. But I really do go with Wyoming just because Hunter Baldonado, I think that his skill set is very big. And with Wyoming, we all talk about the advantage that they wind up having at elevation going up over 7,000 feet. But with Wyoming, they actually give up fewer points on a per possession basis in a road and neutral court environment than they do at home, which I think is very interesting. And going up against a team in St. Mary's that they do a good job of being able to slow things down, Wyoming is not going to be bothered by it. They've won against teams like San Diego State. They've won against teams like Boise State. Wyoming themselves are a team that's outside the top 225 with regards to possessions per game. This is a slow controlled team. They rank in the top 35 with regards to points scored on a per possession basis. And Wyoming, They've got some guys in Xavier Ducell, Drake Jeffries, that do a good job out there in the backcourt. So I think that Wyoming has a shot to be able to win a game or two in the NCAA tournament if they do wind up getting by Indiana. Let's talk about the uh, bracket as a broad picture. Which is the group of death here? Which is the hardest region? I think Gonzaga actually got a really tough draw because having to play against Arkansas or UConn in the Sweet 16 is brutal. And Memphis on paper and paper only. They are a top 10 team in college basketball with regards to their talent. Ever since Amani Bates has been out of the fold, Bart Torvik, who I respect the analytics work that he does, he's had Memphis as a top five team in all of college basketball. Hmm. This is a team that if they can just cut down on the turnovers, because with regards to turnovers on a per possession basis, Memphis is in the bottom 20. If they could just lock it in a little bit more. This is a Memphis team that they do a great job on the glass. They've got a lot of explosive shooters. They've got depth. That is going to be incredibly difficult. I could wind up seeing the UConn versus Arkansas winner, giving Gonzaga a really good run for their money as well. If they wind up facing off against either Duke or Texas Tech, Duke already knocked off Gonzaga once this year. Texas Tech was able to slow down Gonzaga in a game that neither team got to 65 points. And so, I mean, that is really intriguing right there. So you've got possible rematches in the Elite Eight for Gonzaga in the Sweet 16. I think that UConn is one of the teams in the country that matches up best with them, so I don't like the draw that Gonzaga wound up getting. Who will be the first number one seed to go down? Gonzaga. Wow. I got them going down to UConn. 
Wow. I like UConn to be able to do it. I like UConn because they wind up having two different guys that give you at least two blocks per contest. Adama Sinogo, and then you've got Isaiah Whaley. RJ Cole is a guy that has been around for many, many years. Began his career at Howard. He's been able to play multiple years at UConn. Does a good job of being able to dole out the ball. UConn has a lot of good three-point shooting. They've got a lot of depth, and they've got multiple bigs to go up against both Chet Holmgren and Andrew Timmy. I think that Andrew Nemard would have a little bit of tough time against Cole. So I'd like UConn to be able to pull the upset in the Sweet 16. Wow. I was going to say Baylor just because, the you know, the injuries. Oh, I've got them going on the Sweet 16 too. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you, I, so you have them using the, losing the UCLA? Yep, I've got yeah. them losing to UCLA. I think that UCLA, with the way that they're playing, they've given up more than 70 points in regulation and just one out of their last 10 games. They're going to be a lockdown at Baylor team that's without their top rebounder and Jonathan Jamal-Jachua. Greg? Going back to the gut bracket, UCLA in the final four. Love it. He is Greg Hoops Peterson. He will join us for a quick preview and talk about the bracket and the tourney games each and every day this week. No one better breaking down college hoops than the man they call hoops. Check out Coast to Coast Hoops wherever you get your podcasts from. And, of course, you watch Greg all across the network. Thanks so much, bud. We'll talk tomorrow. Scott, a pleasure. Looking forward to it tomorrow. Thank you. He's Greg Peterson. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air. S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We will get the view from Vegas right here. Coming up next with our very own David Tooley. We'll talk about tournament seating, some of the line movements as well, and get some of his upset picks. This is The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties, and they come in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Joined now by our senior reporter at VSIN. He is Dave Tooley at View From Vegas on Twitter. You hear me reference the View From Vegas every single night, it seems, on this show. And we appreciate Dave joining us here to talk about the NCAA tournament. Dave, thanks so much for giving us a couple minutes here. Uh, the brackets are now out, and I'm sure there's been a lot of action already at the books. What can you tell us about some of the line movements that you have seen from the moment the brackets were released until where we're at now? Yeah, um, the first comment I would like to make is that a lot of the line movements out there are you know market moves. Um, you you have, uh, like, Gonzaga, I saw open as low as 22 against uh, Georgia State, as high as 26.5, I saw. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, the market uh, <laughs> corrects itself and the, kind of met in the middle at the 23.5. Uh, so, you, you know, there's a, whole, there's a whole bunch of lines where, yeah, again, I wouldn't, you know, I advise against people to say, oh, you know, sharp money was on this side because 
usually it's uh, just different sharp people on on both sides just snapping up the best numbers. But the one one change of favorite, um, Rutgers in the, one of the first four games uh, opened the one one and a half point favorite over Notre Dame. But the last time I checked, uh, Notre Dame was pick them at a lot of books and even minus one uh, at, at at some books. That's interesting. Do you expect now? Uh, will money come in as we get closer to Thursday? Uh, I would assume that a lot of sharp bettors jump in early to take advantage of some of these opening lines, but do you expect now more movement as we get closer to Thursday with the public getting in on these games? Well, yeah, especially, I mean, still 90% of the action is going to come in on game day for all all these games. But yeah, yeah, John Avella was on on VSIN here earlier tonight, tonight, and uh, you know he, he also talked about how, you know, the, yeah, the sharps jump in, you know, pick, pick up any numbers they think are a little bit off, or they think might be moving later. They want to get the best of the number. And you know, tomorrow, tomorrow Monday will be pretty light. But then, uh, you know, once we start going into those first four games, um, you know, people will be you know using those to parlay into the Thursday Friday games. <laughs> and uh, and then of course you know after everyone's filled out their brackets and uh, you know <laughs> then they'll, uh, the general public will start jumping in on, on their bets. Speaking of the brackets, uh, are you a guy that picks a lot of upsets in the first couple of rounds? I I play dozens of brackets every year. Uh, I, I got several friends that have a con- bunch of contests that I have multiple entries in. Um, do a lot of you know the free online ones as well, so I, I will I definitely have a mix of uh, you know I have my standard you know my standard you know a a list back bracket I guess uh, that I, I submitted for our uh, our betting guide at Decent, um, but I have uh, other ones that you know will have obviously different mixes of uh, you know a lot of upsets or a mix of favorites and upsets. Uh, one one of the things that I I do with, you know, my main bracket and in a lot of brackets, um, there might be, you know, dogs that, you know, I like in the first round, but I don't think they're going to pull the upset, but, you know, so I'll bet them plus the points and then you pick them in your bracket and you, you kind of set up a middle for yourself uh, where you, yeah, you want the, the favorite to win, but not cover. Mm, interesting stuff there. Uh, any, uh, let's talk about some of these games here, Dave. Um, a team that, is you know very polarizing i believe is providence because everyone seems to always talk about the luck mm-hmm. factor right ken palm's got them as right. one of the luckiest teams in college basketball no. they, number one yeah they win all these you know narrow close games uh then it comes Big East tournament time and they get whooped uh they're only laying to it against south dakota state in a 13-4 matchup, and I brought this up with uh, Greg Hoops-Peterson last segment, is that everyone talks about the 12-5 upsets in the NCAA tournament, but over the past, you know, several years, we've had a bunch of 14, of three, excuse me, 13-4 upsets. So will we see another one here with potentially South Dakota State and Providence? Yeah, that's a game that I've been uh, yeah, going back and forth in my mind uh, pretty pretty much all night because uh, uh, the other night uh, a friend of mine, uh, Roger, was in town and we and we were talking about a, a bunch of this you know, where teams are going to be seating and 
and upset alerts and all that. And I, I predicted at that time, I said, well, one thing I know is that you know, when, wherever Providence is, they're going to be one of the most popular fades. Because again, you know, the whole everyone talking about the luck factor and all the all the close games they've won, and how they're not as good as their twenty five and five record. That no matter who they're matched up against, was going to be a very popular play. And uh, and again, I've, I've heard on Iron Network tonight several people talking about South Dakota State, which which is a you know a live uh, mid major, you know, very very much fits the profile of uh, teams that have pulled upsets over the years. Um, I in my brackets I've, I've moved Providence through uh, to win to win that game and then lose to Iowa. I think is where, where they'll hit the wall. But uh, I, I, I do think that they again you make your own luck. I love that yeah, I yeah. think too. So, so I mean that that's the only thing, and it just seems that you know South Dakota State is such a popular underdog and the, the odds makers even kind of set it up too. Cause yeah, the other four 13 matchups, I think the lines are like seven and a half, six and, uh, and uh, yeah, UCLA is 14 over Akron, you know, for, you know, those are more, you know, common for a four versus 13 matchup. So you know, the, the odds makers, I think we're already also knowing that the, a lot of people are going to be fading Providence. Have you picked any 12, five upsets in your bracket? No, in fact, on my main bracket, I, I picked all the fives. And again, I, I think in in the brackets, you know, unless you know they go back to you know the years when they would sometimes win, you know, two or even three of the games, the twelve seeds. Um, I think people overplay them, you know, too, too much. And and they, you know, you even even said earlier. That it's about you know the twelves have won like thirty three percent over you know mm-hmm. over the last twenty years or whatever, and so yeah, so that's that's usually one, but you know a lot of people you know try and pick two or three of those upsetting. So I think you can actually you know pick up you know some cheap wins uh, with the fives. It was you know what it was. It was the years. It was twenty twenty twelve. We had two of them. Twenty thirteen, three of them. Twenty fourteen, three of them. So that's where it became really popularized right. when you had three in back-to-back years in 2013 and 2014. And, of course, no 12 seeds won in 2015. So everyone got burned there by jumping on the trend. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, in your opinion, when you looked at this draw of, of the brackets, is there a team that you think got the raw end of the deal when it comes to their seeding? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Boise State, an, an, another friend of mine and a longtime VEASAN listener, uh, Dylan, um, pointed out that, yeah, Boise State has num- number eight seed and, uh, yeah, got a terrible draw going against Memphis and then <laughs> and then probably, you know, obviously Gonzaga if, if they were to, were to survive. But, uh, yeah, you compare that, you know, Boise won the Mountain West, but, the, you know, Colorado State is a number six seed, mm. which uh, doesn't, doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, Ken Palm has Boise as the number twenty-six rated team, which you know falls on the six or seven line. So, so again, they they got the shaft there, and the Colorado State is a number thirty-one, which is a solid you know eight seed. So, I uh, kind of kind of surprised. I think I think those two have been flipped. I think I think Boise would have a great shot at making the Sweet Sixteen if they had uh, just gotten a better draw. Yeah, 
Colorado State playing against Michigan in the first round. And then should they win that game, uh, they would face the winner of, um, I guess, uh, it would be Tennessee and Longwood. So uh, maybe a potential matchup with Tennessee, who just won the SEC. Dave, do me a favor. Hang on with me. Uh, We're going to get to uh, your best bets or the games that you have circled for Thursday and Friday of the first round of the NCAA tournament coming up next. He's Dave Tooley. You follow him on Twitter at View from Vegas, giving us the view from Vegas, our senior reporter here at VEASAN. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get Tooley's takes on the Thursday and Friday's games coming up next right here on The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the sports betting VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Montobel, Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team conference and player to watch from the favorites to the Cinderella's. Sign up today and get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Rejoined now by our senior reporter at VSIN. He is Dave Tooley. You follow him on Twitter at View from Vegas. And Dave, you mentioned a couple of games on the Thursday slate that you liked. Um, you know, in, in uh, we talked about the. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Providence game. Uh, Is there any other games on the Thursday schedule that you like that you looking at the number and you think that you think it's a good number that you want to play? Yeah, as we were heading to break, you had me scrambling there talking about which games were Thursday, which games were Friday. <laughs> Cause, cause when, yeah, when you fill out the brackets, you're not always paying attention to that. And uh, I was like, whoop, I better, I better know what I'm talking about here. But, uh, but yeah, um, Murray State uh, plays on Thursday. 
Um, number seven seed against uh, San Francisco, number 10 seed. But uh, the, the Adam makers have made San Francisco favored. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I mean, you know, Murray State, I mean, obviously, you know, only two losses on the year. Um, but, yeah, yeah, we're getting points here. So I, I like that as a, as a dog. Plus one and a half is mostly what I'm seeing out there. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Uh, what about on Friday? You're looking at a couple of teams. You know, Virginia Tech, I think, is going to be a popular pick because the way that they beat Duke in the um, right. in the ACC championship game. Um, will they be a team that you are looking at here in your on the Friday schedule? Yeah, in fact, that's uh, that's the only bet I've made so far. I've been uh, you know busy working with my brackets and, uh, and writing tonight. But uh, yeah, I, I did take Virginia Tech plus one because I saw some books moving to pick them. And uh, yeah, the the one thing that uh, you know gives me pause with this is yeah, obviously you know longtime readers of mine know that you know I don't like when I have a you know very public dog that the whole world is on. Mm-hmm. And obviously yeah, everyone everyone's seeing them making the run to the ACC title. And uh, and and Texas uh, ended, you know, the season season very weakly. So I, I think uh, yeah, it's going to be a very popular dog. Although uh, honestly, I don't think it's going to be a dog for long. <laughs> Anyone who wants to to back Vatek uh, needs to bet at ASAP. I, I I mean I think you're totally right, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be on that uh, Virginia Tech team. Uh, what about you know I, I was looking at. Colgate against Wisconsin and the reason being is I I took a list Dave because there's two things that I love in the NCAA tournament it's teams that have veteran leadership you know a lot of seniors or just a lot of players that return from last year a lot of roster carryover and so I looked at uh, I made a list of teams that had over 80 percent of the minutes from last season returning to this season's team and also I love three-point shooting so I looked at the top three-point shooting teams in the nation. The best three-point, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the nation, happens to be a team that has a lot of players that were also on the team a season ago, and that is Colgate playing against Wisconsin, catching seven and a half. What do you think about that one? Yeah, I love Colgate here, and again, this might end up being a popular play as well. But uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty much pot committed on here. Uh, it is my 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 bracket is more chalky than um, most of my regular readers would probably expect. Uh, although again, I I did mention before about you know that a lot of times I'll uh, you know be betting an underdog, but I will still have the favor going through on the bracket. But I I have Colgate winning this one straight up. Um, again, for for the reasons you mentioned, and plus yeah, Wisconsin is is not. You know, as strong as the Wisconsin teams we've seen in the past, um, surprised that they're as high as the number number three seed. So again, this is also one of those uh, number three, one of them number threes uh, that you talked about before, uh, and and it's uh, yeah, with Johnny Davis not being a hundred percent, he looked ter- he looked terrible in the Big Ten tournament. Right, right. So I think you know the, the, this one, you know. I hate to say it, it almost looks too easy, <laughs> <laughs> which, which uh, yeah, does, uh, you know, scares me a little bit. But uh, no, I, I think uh, yeah, Colgate's very live here. Give me another game that you like on that Friday schedule. Um, yeah, Virginia Tech and yeah, Colgate are, 
kind of my two main ones. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a Friday game. What about uh, L- LSU <laughs> Iowa State? Okay, hey, L- LSU. The uh, you know everyone knows you know Bill Wade, their coach got fired, and so you know a lot of people are going to be fading them. But it re- it reminds me of the 1989 Michigan uh, when Bill Frieder accepted the ASU job, and uh, Bo Schembechler said you know he needed a was a Michigan man and Steve Fisher stepped in and led them to six straight wins in the title. Now, I don't think LSU is uh, going to make her into the title here, but I, I think that, you know, they play good enough defense and I think they got enough talent here to, uh, to make a run. Um, a lot of times in the brackets also, if, if I, you know, pick a upset in the first round, which again is, you know, Colgate, um, I, I usually have them losing the next round, coming back to earth a little bit. So I, I think LSU has a great shot at the Sweet 16 here. That's interesting because, yeah, it could be um, this whole thing with Will Wade might hang over the heads of LSU, and that could be, uh, you know, maybe built into the line a little bit, or, or maybe it's not, but that's certainly something that uh, people will absolutely take a look at. All right, Dave, you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you want to give me your final four that you filled out in your bracket, or you want to hold that close to your to your vest? Uh, no, I think I think I can give that out. All right, it, here we go. It, we got Tuli's final it, it, four. All right, uh, Gonzaga and Arizona, and again, this reminds me a lot of last year when you know Gonzaga and Baylor looked head and shoulders above everyone else. Now, I don't think it's that huge of a gap, but I still think those are the two strongest teams and it's I have have both of them making it you know both ones so no you know not stepping on any limbs there but uh, in the east I have Kentucky going going to the final four um and just like uh, you and uh Greg Peterson I have UCLA beating uh Baylor in the uh sweet 16 mm. but then uh Kentucky beating UCLA and then in the mid in the midwest I have I have Iowa Wow. Um, again, I think there's going to be a little, like I said, I think there's going to be a little chaos there. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't trust Kansas. And again, if you know, you know, they got to keep shooting hot for four straight games, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we just saw them do it in the big 10 tournament. So I think, uh, you know, take the hot hand, hot hand there. So, so yeah, so we know one one or two and a five. Yeah. You know, that happens a lot. We see teams that get hot through their conference tournament make a run here in the NCAA tournament, and maybe that's Iowa. I, I Honestly, Dave, I never considered them in that region. I, I mean, I just, I think Kansas, I put Kansas all the way through to the uh, to the final four there. Didn't think of, uh, didn't yeah. think of Iowa. Yeah, again, again, I think, yeah, the, Kansas is obviously stronger than we've seen at different parts of the year. Um, but, uh, again, it's... Uh, yeah, if Iowa is is hitting their threes, uh, they can beat anyone. Before I let you go, we got about a minute, a minute or so left. Uh, uh, you have any? You have? I know you have a couple of NBA plays that you wanted to talk about. What are those? Uh, yeah, yeah. From, from readers of mine who know my uh, swagger and anti-swagger plays of uh, you know teams that uh, you know swagger play is when a team loses six games in a row or more and then breaks that losing streak. Um, then you, you bet them the next game because they get their swagger back. Uh, the, the Blazers uh, snapped their 16 losing streak the other night, and on Monday they play the Hawks. 
Uh, I saw a line of plus 13. Yep, 12 and a half, um, yeah. But uh, 12 and a half is the consensus number out there now. Um, and again, you know, the, the Hawks uh, just uh, you know failed to win as double-digit favorites uh, tonight also. So I, I, don't, I don't think they should be laying that much. And with these swagger plays, what you get also, you get line value because, you know, while a team is on a losing streak, obviously their power rating is going down. Yep. Uh, people are betting against them all the time, <laughs> you know, thinking that it's easy money. So the, they, that kind of leads to some inflated lines. And then also um, an anti-swagger play, play for people who don't know, as you know, when a team wins six or more games in a row and they lose, and then often they have a letdown. And uh, so uh, the Bucks had a six-game winning streak snap, so they're, they're playing at the Jazz. Uh, DraftKings has the uh, Bucks. All right, Dave, we will take a look at those. We appreciate the time and the insight, and we look forward to catching up with you again soon. He's Dave Tooley at View from Vegas. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare